story of the life of Jesus Christ according to the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 11. On Jesus' way to Jerusalem with his disciples, when they got to Bethphage, the stables in Bethany, on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples to the village during which they would find a cocked tide that no man has ever sat on it before. He said they should untie it and bring it to him. And if anyone asks why they are untying the cult, they should say that the master has need of it and will return it. Then the two disciples set out into the village and found the cult tied by a door or a gate as Jesus has said. On a street where two road meet and they started untying it. And when the passerby saw them and asked why they were untying it, they said exactly what Jesus had told them to say, that the master is in need of it and will return it when he finishes using it. Then the passerby let them go. When they brought the call to Jesus, they spread their cloth on it and their prayers sure. Some cut branches of, of palms and laid it on the floor while Jesus rode on it at the center. And the people gave Jesus a glorious welcome, shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Then they got to the city of Jerusalem, and Jesus looked round, taking everything in. However, he returned to Bethany with his disciples, for it was already late in the evening. The following morning, on their way to Jerusalem, Jesus was hungry, and he saw a fig tree full of leaves from afar. And he went to the fig tree, hoping to get some fruits from it, but it had none. And Jesus cursed the fig tree, saying, That no man shall ever eat fruit from you again, from now and forever. And some of his disciples heard this, and they left. When they got to Jerusalem, Jesus went straight into the temple, and he saw people buying and selling, money changers, etc. And Jesus went and overturned all their tables, scattered all their coins, and drove out all the doves, for he did not allow anyone to take away anything out of the temple. Then Jesus taught them, saying, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations to come into, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. Then Jesus sat down and taught the people, and the scribes and Pharisees saw everything and were afraid of Jesus because of his influence among the people, for the people were amazed by his teaching. And they, and he was very angry, and, and they all left and planned to kill Jesus. Then the following day, while Jesus was on his way to the city and he and his disciples were walking along, they saw the fig tree that the Lord had cursed and it had dried up to its roots. And Peter said, Lo, Lord, the fig tree that thou cursed is dried up. And Jesus told them to have faith in God and in him. And if anyone shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, without doubt in his heart, and he believes that whatsoever thing he has said shall come to pass, it shall be done. Jesus said this. Jesus said that whatsoever thing we ask for, when we bring it to him, in fact, Jesus encourages us to pray for both small things and large things. He said we should believe that we have received them 
and we shall have them. He also taught further and said, When we stand up or take any position in prayer and someone or anyone has any hurt against us, we should release such person from our hearts and forgive them so that our Heavenly Father will also clean our slate of wrongdoings and forgive us also. Then he got to Jerusalem and Jesus was at the temple teaching and the scribes and Pharisees came and asked him a question saying, who gave him the power to do what he is doing? And by what authority is he doing it? Jesus said and answered them and asked them too and said, He also has one question for them too. And if they answer him, then he will tell them by what authority he did what he was doing. He asked them, John the Baptist, is authority to baptize? Does it come from God or the people? Then the Pharisees and scribes stepped aside to discuss Jesus' question and they reasoned together that if we say it's from God, then Jesus will ask us, why didn't we believe his teaching? And if we say it's from the people, they were also afraid of the crowd for they all knew that John the Baptist was a prophet from God. Then they got back to Jesus and told him, we do not know. Then Jesus told them, neither am I going to tell you by then by what authority I do what I do. Wow, what an interesting story. I just love Jesus. The way he has ready answer for all these critics, really. For all people who are actually watch, looking, the Pharisees, they were actually looking out for ways to pull him down. But he always has, there's a way he gives them this answer to just shut them up, as in just keep that, put them, I don't know. But I just love Jesus. I pray we, we ask for wisdom on how to answer everyone, especially people who are after our downfall, to give them the answer that's just stop what, what they are doing or the evil they are doing. So the lesson I've learned from the above scripture, the first lesson is Jesus knows everything about everyone. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The whole world is in his hands. I love Jesus. He knows everything about everyone. I'm sure Jesus had been going to Jerusalem before this time. But this particular time was different. So that the, the, the prophecy about him will be fulfilled. This was his last entry to Jerusalem before he got killed. According to the book of um, from the book of Luke, he chose to go this time around in in uh, on a donkey because there was a prophecy that he was is going to come and yeah the Messiah I think I can't remember where it is now but to to make this prophecy come to pass he knows everything he's the beginning and the end and the whole world is in his hands and also when he he already saw the donkey, the colt that he was to ride on, that no one has ever, it had been tied up. And Jesus gave order to his disciples to go exactly where the donkey is and everything. He even knows that people were going to challenge them when they were inside. And he already told, gave them the answer what to tell those people in order to also keep them quiet. So, so I let's just commit our ways to God. He knows everything. He's in charge of everything. Everything is hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. 
He's got the whole world. He is as my Jesus got the whole world. He is as he's got the whole world. He is as. Thank you, Jesus. So the second lesson I've learned is Jesus has put us in a particular position for his divine purpose and each and every one of us shall all live to fulfill God's plan and purpose for our lives in Jesus name amen now the donkey or the cult no the cult that was <clears throat> excuse me the cult that was being tied up in that particular position now can be a representation of some of us sometimes we feel that we are tied up we are not let to we are not allowed to do what others are doing we are not allowed to go to where others are going we are not allowed to talk the way others are so called we are just constrained in a way well it's the love of christ that is actually constraining us because of god's divine purpose for our lives so this is to encourage each and every one of us today not to feel and in any way disadvantaged or we shouldn't feel let down. Jesus has a purpose, and when the time comes for Him to show us hope and for Him to use us for His divine purpose, that day we act, we eventually come. Jesus told His disciples exactly where that cult is and what they should do and what they should say. And eventually it happened that the cult was being Jesus rode on that cult and it was it, 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 when their cult was being showed up it was what a glorious welcome what a glorious entry that was so I pray that by the grace of God we will be planted where God wants us to be and nothing shall take us away from his presence from his, from his hands nothing shall take us away from God's uh, covering and when this his divine purpose shall also be fulfilled in our lives in Jesus name Amen the third lesson I've learned is Jesus' words are so powerful and Jesus had need of us to reach out to the world. Jesus has need of us to reach out to the world. Just the way Jesus needed that donkey, that's called, he needed that call to, to, to enter into Jerusalem triumphantly. He needs us also to reach out to the world by his word. To reach out. He told his disciples, he said, go into the world and preach the gospel we are the we are his mouthpiece he says when we we open our mouths that he will feel it so let's let's open our mouths and speak the word of christ speak the word of god when the opportunity comes so the fourth lesson i've learned here is jesus wants us to be fruitful at all times both in season and out of season yes why i i know this is because if fig trees according to the research i made the fig tree is a tree whereby even when it's not the time for the figs to come out, there will still be some fruits budding out because it's a tree that it's always have fruits. But those fruits, when it's not the season for the figs, those fruits comes out not as mature as the other ones when the season comes. But the reason for that fruit coming out that are should i say smaller or more yet as matured 
is because just in case anyone comes and is hungry, at least you'll, you'll get something to eat. But this time around, when Jesus came to the fig tree and he wanted food from it, there was none. Not even the smaller immature ones. So I prayed to the Lord. Ah, Father Lord, I pray that my life shall be as a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. I shall bring forth fruit in season and out of season. My leaves shall not wither and whatsoever I do shall prosper. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please, I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Lord, my life shall be as a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. My leaves shall not wither. I shall bring forth fruit in season and out of season. And whatsoever I do shall prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for saying that prayer with me. So the fifth lesson I've learned here is Jesus urges us to have faith and believe in him. Particularly when we ask anything from God, we should believe that we have received it and it shall be asked. Just the way we have prayed now, I believe that Jesus has answered our prayer and we have received what I've asked for. And every other prayers that I have also prayed, I believe that it's done. Amen. So the sixth lesson of length here is, Jesus made us know that we can change any situation in our lives. We do not, any situation we do not want by having faith and speaking to every mountain of problems. In Jesus' word, he said, If thou shalt say to this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, without any doubt in our hearts, then what we ask for, we receive it. So it's about faith. Let's believe. Faith is believing. Total trust. No doubt at all. I pray every form of unbelief in our hearts will doubt. The grace to remember the battles that the Lord has fought for us before. The grace to remember how God has been on our side and we have come out victorious. Like like, um, David said, he said that the God that delivered me from the hands of the bear, from the lion, we also delivered me from your hands, all uncircumcised Philistines. The the way David reminded himself of the past battles, God has helped him to fight. I pray that that grace to remember, the Holy Spirit of God will help us remember this the victories and also give us the courage and boldness to face every mountain our way and speak to that mountain with faith in our heart without any doubt in our heart and according to the word of jesus he says that that mountain shall be moved away so shall it be unto us in jesus name amen now the seventh lesson i've learned here is jesus loves to teach the word of god everywhere he goes Everywhere he went, he was doing good. Almighty healer, he's a helper. When the people saw him, they started walking. Everywhere he went, my Lord was doing good. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still doing good, and he will continue to do good as we release ourselves to him and we trust, we have our absolute trust in him. In Jesus' name, amen. 
the eighth lesson I've learned is Jesus has the right word for any critics who has any evil intention of questioning him or what he does. Yeah, this can be retreated for when the Pharisees and scribes were asking Jesus by what authority is he doing what? I mean, I remember in the book of, um, I think, Luke, when Jesus. When they asked Jesus that, why, who is he? They should tell, as they, want, they wanted him to prove himself if he was really the son of God. That's the Pharisees and the scribes. And Jesus said, Oh, evil generation that seeks after a sign. He said, No sign shall be given unto them except for that of Jonah. So it's, it, I just thank God for the grace he has given unto us to believe in his holy name. Even when we have not seen him, he said, Blessed is the, blessed are they. Who has, who has not seen me and yet believe? So I know that we are blessed as we believe in Jesus and we surrender our lives totally to him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you.